Welcome to the Retirement Made Easy podcast. I'm your host, Greg Gonzalez. My goal for the podcast is to help you live a better life in retirement by giving you the tools and information you need in a language that you can understand. If you know me, I'm a big sports fan. Michael Jordan is the best basketball player that has ever played the game. But that is my opinion, and you'll never be able to convince me otherwise. But even Michael Jordan needed a basketball coach, and that basketball coach was Phil Jackson. They won six championships for the Chicago Bulls. Why did Michael Jordan need a coach? Michael Jordan could play much better basketball than Phil Jackson. Why did he need a coach? Well, it was Phil Jackson and his coaching that brought out the best in Michael Jordan. He had him sticking to the basics, the fundamentals of basketball, and his strategy and his coaching made Michael the player he was. And in fact, Michael Jordan said, if I'm not playing for Phil Jackson, I'm not playing for anybody else. So just like Phil Jackson taught Michael Jordan to stick to the basic fundamentals of basketball, you'll be the best if you do that. So on this podcast, we want to make sure you can master the basics, the basic fundamentals of retirement planning. We also talk about the pitfalls and what to avoid. If I can steer people away from the mistakes that I've seen other people make, you'll be in a much, much better situation. And on today's episode, we're going to talk about a big, big mistake that we found that a client was making. And it took us years and years and years. And she was been so kind to allow me to share her story on this podcast and how we have literally changed the direction of her ship. It was literally headed for an iceberg, and we turned it around and got her back on track. And here in about 24 months, she's going to be announcing her retirement for the second time. So we'll talk about her story on today's podcast. You'll learn a lot. But before we get into her story, I wanted to remind listeners to check out my website, retirementmadeeasypodcast.com. You can submit your questions right there at the bottom of the website. It'll say, ask Greg a question. I'd be happy to answer any retirement planning question or financial question. Just submit your question right there and check out our free resources under the resources section. You can download those right there on the website and they'll help as you plan for your own retirement. Aside from that, if you're looking for more personalized advice, We do offer a pre-retirement assessment to see if you're on track for retirement, or maybe you should push it off a couple years, and what are some recommendations to get you back on track so you can retire with dignity and independence when you want to. We offer that pre-retirement assessment. You'll see it right there on the homepage. You can click and follow the links to set up your phone meeting with us to get started with that. We are doing two for the month of April. We're already booked out into the month of April. And these free retirement assessments are a way to help our listeners who are a couple years away from retirement. Maybe they're uneasy or uncertain and they want a second set of eyes to make sure, hey, is everything looking good? Or maybe are there some changes we can make between now and then? So check that out. It's a free offer only to our listeners. And we're happy to give you our second opinion. Now let's jump into today's episode, and it all started with, and I'm going to make up a name for this client of ours. Let's say her name's Robin. Years ago, she actually came to us and said, hey, I heard you offer this pre-retirement assessment, and that's kind of what made her contact us in the beginning. She said, I want to retire next year. That's my goal. 
I want to retire at the end of the year. And I want to make sure based on all the statements that I have, and she had 401ks and IRAs and Roth IRAs, and she had all kinds of different statements. She had her social security statement. She had a pension statement. And she said, I want to know if I'm on track, if I have enough saved, if I can afford to retire, and how much I'm going to be able to live on in retirement should I decide to retire next year, like I plan on. So we started to build her retirement plan and started to get the magnifying glass out and look at all the resources she had and really ask her questions. If she had her house paid off, what other debt did she have besides her house? And she actually had a car loan and had a really decent sized mortgage. She had a couple different small pensions that were out there. She had three different old 401ks in addition to the new 401k that she had. Now, she gave me permission to share her story, and I'm not going to get into numbers. I'm not giving her name, but let's call her Robin. She has a really, really interesting story. She was actually in management at JCPenney, worked there, I believe she said between 15 and 20 years. So she was there quite a while. And I'm thinking it was closer to 20 years. And she actually worked her way up, got into management, and she actually helped decide on a lot of the clothing, the product lines that they would actually have in JCPenney stores. And she ended up leaving Penny's. She got recruited away to a couple other department stores, actually ended up at Macy's, was at Macy's for quite a while. And then she was with another company that she was retiring from. So she was really, really well known in that retail industry great reputation. She was a hard worker. But all these different old 401ks and statements, as we were building her plan, there were a couple missing pieces. And with the old 401k that she had that she said was the largest, she thought was the largest because she, when she left pennies, it was worth probably, I think she said a quarter of a million or $300,000. And we were having a hard time finding a statement or anything to show us a current value of that 401k. It was the missing piece. So she said, well, I know you're putting a lot of time into this and just plug in a number. She said, let's just plug in. $800,000. It's been a long, long time since I've been at Penny's and that 401k has probably doubled, if not quadrupled by now. So let's just plug in a value of like 800,000. And I said, well, I'd really like to see how the money's invested there. We know what it was worth when you left, but it's been such a long time. I'd really like to figure it out because it was the largest piece to her retirement puzzle. And I don't want to guess that something is worth $800,000 I want to be sure it's worth that. So we ended up kind of doing a little homework, figuring out what's the custodian of the pennies 401k, called them up, got them on the phone. They verified her identity, uh, date of birth, social security number, and said, yeah, we've got your 401k right here. What questions do you have about it? And she asked the, the nice lady on the phone, how much is it worth? How much is my 401k worth? And the lady said it's worth, and I'm making the number up, but it was around $18,273. And Robin, she laughed. She kind of scoffed and said, oh, I think you got the wrong person. Let me, and so we verified her name, got, you know, again, social. She goes, oh, yeah, that's the current value is $18,270. And she said, well, that just can't be right. And I interjected and said, well, can you tell us how this 401k is invested. And the lady on the phone said, yes, it's the majority of this retirement plan is penny stock, JCPenney stock. 
If you know anything about JCPenney stock at the time, I mean, it was like a dollar a share or something like that. Very, very low. JCPenney's, it has just, and now they have filed bankruptcy and they're practically out of business, I believe. Stock price went to zero. And this woman, Robin, after hearing this, absolutely broke down in tears in this meeting because that was such a significant part of what she was relying on to fund her retirement years. And she cried and cried and we ended up setting up another meeting for the next week. It was just too emotional for her that day. And so we reconvened, met the following week and started to build her plan to say, okay, this is where we stand. Now we know, okay, we're obviously off track for retirement. How do we get back on track? Of course, we had to push her retirement date off, her retirement plans off. And we had to determine how do we get from here to there? to where we want to be. It's kind of like being at the mall. If you've seen that map at the mall, it says you are here. And then you look for your store and you say, okay, I want to go to Macy's. I need to take the stairs. So it's certainly creating this plan for her, this what I call my pre-retirement assessment. It certainly was not what she was planning on at all, but it gave her the information to know that, hey, you're not on track. And why you're not on track is because of this JCPenney retirement plan that has been neglected for all these years, and it needed to be diversified. But there's no going back. There's only going forward. The first thing we did is we diversified and got out of the JCPenney stock, which it's a good thing we did because JCPenney stock went to zero. She would have lost everything. And as a side note, in 2011, JCPenney, they hired a new CEO that was named Ron Johnson, and he was there from 2011 to 2013. He came from Apple. He was the pioneer of Apple's retail outlets. And I can remember my mother growing up, she would always get these coupons in the mail from JCPenney's, and she would collect them. She would kind of wait until she had good coupons, whether it was Memorial Day or some kind of big sale they were having, and she would save those coupons and then go in there and she would purchase clothes for us boys. It was me and my brother. But if she didn't have those coupons, she wasn't going shopping at JCPenney's. And it wasn't just my mother that was collecting those coupons and shopped at JCPenney's based on the coupons that she had. It was practically the entire customer base of JCPenney's was doing the same thing. They shopped based on those coupons. Well, in 2011, with this new CEO named Ron Johnson, he came from Apple and he was upper class. Right. So he did a couple things. The first thing he did was he eliminated those coupons. He said, when I shop and my wife shops, we don't like coupons. Those are distracting. They're a mess. You got to keep track of them and all that stuff. So he just eliminated all the coupons and he said, we'll just have seasonal sales. Aside from that, he looked at all the stores, the JCPenney stores, and he thought we should put a lot of money into store renovations for these JCPenney stores and put a lot of our money in these renovations to bring them more upscale. So JCPenney stores were more upscale, like an Apple experience or something like that, like a Nordstrom's, Brooks Brothers, that kind of thing. Well, guess what? Those two ideas, getting rid of all the coupons for JCPenney's and putting all that money, sinking all that money into store renovations to get a different feel to the stores altogether, those two ideas were a huge downfall for JCPenney's. The sales plummeted, the customers were unhappy because they were used to getting those coupons like my mother and doing their shopping based on those coupons. And when those stopped, well, guess what? They didn't go to JCPenney's anymore. 
So guess what happened to the stock price of JCPenney's? It went down, down, down. And years later, 2013, Ron Johnson was shown the door. They tried to bring back in the old CEO. That didn't work. A couple of CEOs followed, and then they ended up filing for bankruptcy. So all of that was happening at JCPenney's. And my client, Robin, again, she had moved on to, to Macy's and then another department store, and she was running and ordering the in charge of the product line, the clothing line at these other stores. She wasn't looking back at JCPenney's. She wasn't looking back and keeping track of how her retirement plan at JCPenney's was doing. She just assumed, oh, it's invested in mutual funds and it's diversified and it's, it's continuing to grow like my other retirement accounts are doing. And that's one of the basic fundamentals that we always, always preach on this podcast is making sure everything is aligned with what you're trying to accomplish. So specifically, what did Robin do back then? And what did we say? Okay, we're going to have to get back on track here. What specific recommendations can we make to get you back on track so you can actually retire at some point? It was really picking up the pieces at that point. So she'll be able to retire in 2024 at this rate. So we went to work, we put together a plan. And the plan said, okay, we have to get your house paid off. It made sense actually for her to downsize. She had a a home that was way too big and it was on her list that, hey, I've got to find something to downsize into. I don't even utilize three-fourths of my home. So that made sense. She was able to downsize, get the mortgage paid off, get her car paid off. So at that point, she's debt-free. So she's going into retirement in 2024, absolutely debt-free. She also had some life insurance policies that you know had some huge cash value. And we said, well, what are these life insurance policies for? Robin is actually divorced. Her children are raised. Her children are doing really, really well, too. And I asked her, well, was the purpose of these life insurance policies, was it to provide a death benefit at some point for your kids? And she goes, well, when they were young, maybe, but they're grown. Heck, they're in their mid-20s now. They're doing just fine. They make as much money as I do. So it made sense to say, okay, well... If your goals have changed, if your needs have changed, we need to do something with these life insurance policies. So now they're helping you get closer to your retirement goal. So that was one discussion that we had. The next discussion was, okay, how much are you saving for retirement? And she said she was saving 10%. There was also a company match. And we said, well, guess what? You're going to have to save a lot more than 10%. And let's kind of run the numbers together to see how much you need to be saving between now and retirement. And at this point, she is saving 29% of her earnings for retirement. The next question that she had was what to do with some of these pensions. These She had small pensions here and there, and we were able to consolidate a lot of that into a single retirement account that we can proactively monitor and track the progress. And that made her much, much more comfortable after going through that experience with the JCPenney's 401k. And then one of the things is we looked at from a tax perspective, how her retirement would be from a tax perspective and how we could incorporate Roth IRAs and brokerage or after-tax accounts that would help reduce her overall tax liabilities in retirement and for the rest of her life. Another thing that we looked at was her Social Security. Originally, she was planning on taking Social Security a lot earlier, a lot sooner, and her benefit was going to be a lower amount. Well, after rerunning the numbers and looking at the optimal time to claim her Social Security benefit, it made a lot more sense to wait until age 70, claim the benefit, 
and then her social security was absolutely optimized at that point. So these were the biggest changes that Robin was going to make. And over the past several years, it's worked out a lot, lot better than we had planned. But she is on track, like I said, to retire in 2024. But every time we meet, she always brings up that original meeting, that pre-retirement assessment meeting that I offer people, because that meeting was such a wake-up call for her. So for all the listeners that are approaching retirement in those years leading up to retirement, that's a perfect time to get a pre-retirement assessment or a second opinion where somebody is making sure that there's not any pitfalls or gaps in your retirement plan. Because Robin's example, yes, it's an exaggerated example, and something of that magnitude hopefully will not apply to your situation, but there might be some gaps that you need to fill in. Around this time of year in St. Louis, Missouri, you see a lot of Missouri Department of Transportation trucks going around and they're filling in the potholes because in the winter you've got the freezing temperatures and the grounds expanding and thawing and and it's creating a lot of those nasty potholes that just collect water and you got to go in and you got to fill them in. It's the same thing with your retirement plan. If you have those gaps, you need to come up with a plan to fill those gaps so you have a smooth ride. I hope this episode of the Retirement Made Easy podcast has been helpful. If you have questions, you know where to find me, retirementmadeeasypodcast.com. I'll see you next week for another episode of the Retirement Made Easy podcast. And remember, always dream big. The opinions voiced in this material are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine which investments may be appropriate for you, please consult your attorney, tax advisor, or financial advisor prior to investing. This is a hypothetical example and is not representative of any specific investment. Your results may vary. All performance referenced is historical and is no guarantee of future results. All indices mentioned are unmanaged and may not be invested into directly. The SmartVestor program is a directory of investment professionals. Neither Dave Ramsey nor SmartVestor are affiliates of St. Louis Retirement Advisors or LPL Financial. There is no guarantee that a diversified portfolio will enhance overall returns or outperform a non-diversified portfolio. Diversification does not protect against market risk. All investing involves risk, including loss of principal. No strategy assures success or protects against loss. Securities and advisory services offered through LPL Financial, a registered investment advisor, Memra FINRA, SIPC.